Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North versus South FPL podcast featuring myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. How's it going, buddy? Marching on together. <laughs> we gotta say I can't say we love you, Leeds, Leeds, because I don't love them at all, but I did like their result of the weekend. But I'm good, Heath. I'm really good, you know. And this is reminiscent of a few weeks ago when you sang about Shrewsbury Town when they beat my lot. It's karma. That was three 0 as well. It was very much karma. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, mate. I mean, you, if you're gonna, you're gonna give it out, you got to take it back. And, and as much as I know that hurt you to sing that song, it hurt me more. It was a very tough, tough game to, to take in, especially given that it's pretty much curtains for us. But is what it is. I'm sure I'm gonna mention it in this podcast, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. So. <laughs> Yeah, this week we've we've got so much going on. We've got our game week review of the week. We've got the Michael Keane shit list. We've got our North versus South mini league updates. We've got our FPL podcast review, which this week features FPL bangers. We've got our Mike Bassett quiz, and then we've got our game week preview. Obviously, it's been a couple of weeks since we've 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 recorded, and obviously, I'll take the blame for that due to no broadband in in my new my new place. We had an international break. We had, we had an international, international break, break as well. Yeah, yeah. We we decided to take take stock, do do certain things. Uh, yep. I was I was on the stag do as well. To be fair, in that time, so yeah, it was, timing was probably okay. And how did it go, mate? Oh, brilliant! The stag, the stag actually ended up being a mascot, thirty-seven-year-old mascot for Kendall Town FC against City of Liverpool. You can find it on Twitter, YouTube, the videos are there, and you see a 37-year-old man being taken out at a, at a um, you know, the North Northwest Counties League game as a mascot. It is quite amusing, to be fair. He took I, it well. I did see the clip. I, I What I liked about it, I don't know if anyone else notices, but <laughs> he you could see he couldn't get off the pitch quick enough because of the, 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 <laughs> the awkwardness. But at the end, uh, one of your mates, I think he went for a high five or a handshake or something, and he got completely blanked. Yeah. He got completely <laughs> mugged off. I hope I, I was hoping it was yourself, but it wasn't you, mate. It was it was someone else who's obviously on the stag do, or maybe just a randomer. But uh, your your mate blagged him off completely, and um, yeah, it was it was very amusing. I think you guys did very well to to get that set up, especially given that he was holding the hands with the uh, the player, and yeah. the player wasn't yeah. too much bigger than him either. So it's, it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, I'd had a word with the skipper before the game, and I said, "Look, you know, let's make this look as as embarrassing as possible for me." He goes, "I've got it covered. Don't you worry." So he's like, grabbed his hand, and then he tried. If you notice, he tried to stand next to him in the team lineup. Yes, oh, he pulled him in front, and we're like, "No, you're in front of me, man." Yes, I saw that. That was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Uh, I was what like, would have been made it even funnier is if they had interlinked the fingers. You know, I think that would have made it extra, extra awkward, really. Uh, I don't know if that could be more awkward for you, mate. But again, he took it very, very well. I'm also I'm slightly disappointed, as I'm sure he is, that he wasn't out of it by then. So what happened there, mate? Come on. Well, don't worry, it was later on. Just <laughs> <laughs> Does he remember his time as a mascot? Can he remember anything about it? Yeah, I think he enjoyed most of it, really, but having the embarrassment. You know, the rest of the game were quite... It was an all right match to watch, you know, and entertain enough with the beer and that. So, yeah, good. Really good, awesome, mate. Good work, good work. Well, let, let's let's uh, let's crack on. And for any new listeners out there right now, you're thinking, why am I listening to this podcast with these two complete muppets, right? Well, 
there's a reason for it. We, we offer you some kind of niche that other people can't offer you. And the reason why is we give up our fantasy football life, really, to um, for this podcast. We both pick a northern and a southern team. I can only pick players south of Aston Villa and State can only pick players north of Norwich. So realistically, we're in a state where I am limited, he is limited, but what it does do is it gives us a chance to focus on our respective region, the north or the south, and ultimately we can compete by looking at each other's teams, knowing that we can't pick each other's players. So it's a really good way for us to kind of look at things from different perspectives without having to think, oh, how am I going to get Salah in this week? For him to think, how am I going to get Son and Kane in this week? You know, it's that's not a problem. The problem is that you've got to get I enough guess. quality throughout your whole team <laughs> and you have to really make the most of it. So I think for, for us, like I say, this, this niche is something that we haven't seen anywhere else in the FPL community. And we hope that you enjoy. We hope that you understand where we're coming from. You know, with that in mind, I think it's, it's probably a good idea to talk about our review of the week, mate. My final tally was 51 points. I didn't make any transfers this game. We, that was a deliberate move. I, I just made one error in terms of my, my starting 11, to be fair, which I'll get on to. But yeah, 51 points. It all went downhill, really, for me, when Chris Wood decided to, to take a little tumble over the West Brom goalkeeper, Jose Mahero de Sa. And when I say tumble, he got brought down by star and that really cost me a clean sheet because at that point i don't think anyone was going to score a goal in that game until something like that happened and that was um probably also what cost me the game week once we, we get onto that most likely so yeah that didn't start things well so i, I got three points from star connor cody two points killman max killman two points as well then in mid in my other defenders i had a uh, jao cancelo who got five points for man city got um uh, an assist, his ninth of the season in the league. I also believe he got one bonus point as well, so he got five points. And then Virgil van Dijk got a big nilpois because he got a yellow card in big VVD. Definite yellow card. Um, I don't know if you watched the game. It was a great game to watch. And it was, um, yeah, he knew what he was doing. It was a, it was a clever yellow card is, is what I had to be it. done. Yeah, it did. It, it did indeed. So then, yeah, so that was the, the defence. In my midfield, Mo Salah with, uh, with five points. He got an assist. Um, you know, he's passed for, for Mane for the Liverpool second goal. Corny with two points. I was going to take Corny out, but I thought after they beat Everton and he got a goal and assist against Norwich, fancied him maybe to do something again, but um, obviously not. Then Kevin De Bruyne, star man, nine points there for him with, an, with a goal. He got two bonus points as well. And then my captain was James Madison. Uh, I went for him at home at Palace. You know, he's in good form. I mean, he got an assist still. You know, he got one bonus point. So, I mean, so he got six points, which got me 12. So, it's not, not wasn't terrible. But, um, you know, the cap, you know, if I, I mean, if I had a captain De Bruyne, it would have been an extra, you know, six points, I suppose, you know, there. But, um, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was not quite there anyway. Then up front, Sam Maximin, I mean, he's just, he looks so good, like, you know, when you see him play, but he's he's not really doing much in terms of fantasy points. Um, so he just got two. And then Timo Puki, who's having a great bit of form at the moment, you know, in the last, you know, last four game weeks, he's he's been doing he's been doing pretty well, to be fair. He got another goal. You know, he looks lively for Norwich. I mean, I know Norwich are doomed, but 
you know, Pookie's at least getting some goals for them and, um, you know, getting some points for the fantasies. And especially in a striker short market, you know, if you're looking for somebody who, you know, only costs you less than six million and, you know, you don't expect much for less than six million from a striker really in this game. But he'll he'll get you some points to be fair, and he's always playing. So I think um yeah, he, he's obviously done done a good job there with nine points. Then my bench, McGovern in net nil points. Williams was my third sub, Brandon Williams, he got one point. He won't come in Calvert Lewin, my other sub, he got just the two points. Then my mayor, my nightmare, the guy I was going to bring in for Corner or Kilman, and it was Mr. Anthony Gordon. Take a Bowson, 10 points he got for his goal. He got three bonus points. I mean, it was one of those things. He only got the three bonus points because he got the winning goal. And, well, let's be honest, Harry Maguire scored the winning goal, really, if you want to think about it. He put the ball in the back of the net, you know. So, but, you know, when things are going shit, they're going shit for Harry Maguire, that's for sure. But, yeah. I don't, so the... I don't, I don't, sorry, mate. I don't think you can blame yourself, though, because... I don't think that anyone else really would have thought about going for Everton player. You know, if Man United have been conceding a lot of goals recently, which they haven't really. I mean, you, you yeah, might go with Calvert-Lewin, but to be <clears> honest, like I would have gone Corne against Norwich all day long. In fact, Corne should have scored. If he'd have scored, you never know. They might have gone oh, on to yeah. win it. We'll get on to that. Don't you worry about Corne. <laughs> <laughs> He's making an appearance somewhere. Oh, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that was the only sort of thing, you know, I got 10 points lying on my bench. I mean, it, it wouldn't have made a difference to the, the, the head-to-head outcome, but it would have made it, you know, a bit bit closer and got me up to, you know, like probably much, pretty much like a 60-pointer really, which would have been nice. But again, you know, still above average and um, it was always going to be difficult this week for me with Liverpool and City playing each other. There's still some work to be done there. You know, I'm not massively disappointed, obviously disappointed to... In, the, in our head-to-head, which you'll confirm why in a minute. Still an okay-ish week, I guess. And I just I just want to point out again what we were just saying just before this feature. The reason why this, in our in our mind, the nicheness of this podcast, if, if nicheness is even a word, you can pick Pookie and other people in the community probably wouldn't think about him because he's a dangerous pick given Norwich at bottom of the league. And there aren't many strikers out there. So... We're always going to have six strikers. We're always going to have, you know, 10 midfielders. You're always going to have like 10 defenders and, and four goalkeepers to talk about each week from different regions. Like yeah. in, in my mind, I'm looking at right now and thinking like that I've made some mistakes this week myself. But at the same time, on another day, we could be looking at it very differently. But yeah, I think Pookie, it's, not, it's a brave <coughs> move, mate, but I think it's fair play to you. You know, and same with Gordon. I mean, you kind of, I know you brought him in for the the double game week. I think they had two in a row, didn't they? Yeah. And, uh, or if they they had a juicy double game week, let's be honest, any other season, Everton probably would have got a lot more points they did that than than Gordon got in the end. But yeah, I think, I think realistically, it is one of those where it does open up a lot more doors. Other podcasts, they'll basically have very similar teams. Might be a couple of differentials here and there. But you know, not much to talk yeah. about. Well, that's it, yeah. You know, so I think you know, I think you're right, and um, you know, it does help us, you know, hopefully offer more to, to our listeners. To be fair, like you said, where we're reviewing, you know, double the amount of people when we're reviewing our, our leagues. We do have the same players, so we're giving you different perspectives, and um, yeah, you know, there you go. It's, you're getting you're getting two for the price of one, even though we're not charging you. You know, it's, 
Well, we, we, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we can, <laughs> we can, broad, we can branch out and we can start being, you know, one of those podcasts that get patrons and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, got a long way to go, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, first of all, I'd like to put a disclaimer down because right now you'd be thinking, you know, how's it going in the league? Well, the head to head league, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. so State took last week. And it was close. I thought I had it, if I'm being honest with you, but State ended up winning the the, the game. We, I think that it, it came down to the last game, wasn't it, Everton? Well, well I had Everton Burnley. There was Everton Burnley, wasn't there, in the, yeah. um, the second game. And I had um, two Everton players. Yeah. Gordon played for, and Calvert-Lewin, which got me a few more points. But then um, Corney was the big one, getting a goal and assist. So That's it, right. I mean, I only needed them to do all right to get me the win because, to be fair, I think you were a few points ahead of me before that point. But um, I mean, I ended up with um, sort of, I think I ended up with I ended up with sixty four. But obviously, I got a um, I took a, a a hit, a four point hit, so I ended up with sixty that week, and you ended up with forty seven. So I mean, it's pretty pretty much a sort of a similar sort of you know bracket to you know this week really you know you know i, I won by like 13 points there you're gonna win by like you know I, you know again in the teens so but um but yeah it was that that really made it stand out and corny's performance was was the big difference really to be fair yeah and and to be honest like it was uh, I, you couldn't be you couldn't be mad at, at maxwell because you know at the end of the day at the time, I did think, oh, that's brilliant for Watford. Not good for the FPL team, but brilliant for Watford. And obviously, yeah. it doesn't matter now anyway. But yeah, yeah so we, we're now, it's 31 points between us. State is still ahead on points. Uh, but it's 48 points each, 16 wins and 16 losses each. No it's draws. going to the wire. It's brilliant. No draws is, um, yeah, I mean, it is now, isn't it? And um, it's because, you know, I've been getting grief all season for just being a one-man team. Well, Somebody's just turned into a two-man team, and that's it now. And I think you can, you know, it's you know that that's pretty much it. So you know, it's the hypocrite Heathy relying <laughs> on this two players, which was which was the same two players you were relying on all last season, who absolutely just dug you out of every single shit house last year as well. So yeah. All right. Well, well, you 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 drink your pint a bitter, mate, and I and I'll talk about my team. All right. So it's we'll start... an IPA. All right. It's an IPA. It's bitter. <laughs> So we start off with Emmy Martinez, obviously, you know, struggled against Spurs, got zero points. Then we have Reese James, which I, I, I'll be honest with you, he just, he draws you in as the Trent Alexander-Arnold of the South. But unfortunately, just, he doesn't play anywhere near as many games as Trent. And, you know, when he's, when he's hot, he's unbelievable. Obviously, he gets double figures and stuff. And you need a player like that. Unfortunately, I should have probably thought about how they were going to, if I'd be honest with you, I look, I brought him in a couple of weeks ago, looking at the fact that they had Real Madrid in the Champions League. And I thought that's going to be a pretty tough round. I did actually think they'd probably just about sneak it through. But I thought if they don't, then Reese James is perfect because they should be playing him after they get knocked out. Well, they're not quite out yet, but they should be out really. Mm. Who knows? You never know, I guess. But yeah, he's been a bit of a mistake. The last couple of weeks, he's just, you know, he's, he's let me down, but it's what it is just managing his minutes aren't they for, the, for all these different competitions are in then oh, made a real bad mistake so Kieran Tierney got injured uh, he was out for the season and I thought well I've got to get him out who's the best defender right now in the south and it's Matt Doherty and I just thought I have to bring him in I would be foolish 
given his form, given that State can't pick him, not to jump on the bandwagon here. So I did that. And what did I do? Well, I did have two cursed free. Him. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I cursed him. I had two free transfers. So I brought in Jared Bowen. Bowen had shown a bit since he's come back from his injury. Kulazeski has been good, but he's got assists. You know, he might get an assist here. He might get an assist there. Kane and Son are going nowhere, obviously. So how am I going to get Doherty in? Well, Kulazeski had to make way. And that was a big mistake because you know what I'm thinking right now? How am I going to get Kulazeski back in my team yeah. <laughs> and get Doherty the, out? Anyway, so Doherty just at one point obviously got injured. And Reggion, the other guy who I've had in my team previously, obviously came in, got a clean sheet, but can't be mad. Rudiger, he's been solid for me this season. He got six points. Saka, a bit of a letdown. Glad that Kane played because he was my vice captain. I don't know why, but, you know, I guess I thought that maybe Arsenal were going to get something out of Brighton at home, but fair play to Brighton. They were they, they took the chances. They did well. Yeah, they, they, did, yeah. they deserved to win. Um, Coutinho, I'll be honest, again, I mean, I he was close to being on the bench, but in the end, I just stuck with him. You know, again, he's got halls in him. They were at home to Spurs, so I didn't expect them to get hammered like they did. Bowen, just the two points. Disappointing, Bright, you know, playing Brentford. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of thought that, you know, West Ham would still be trying to push for the top four, but it feels like they've kind of lost that momentum now and it feels like they're just focusing solely on Europe and, yeah. mm. you know, trying to get past... Uh, Leon. Leon, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, and yeah, the superstar in my team, basically been the superstar all season, really. He's had he's had a bit of a poor run for maybe six or seven game weeks before last game week or the week before, I don't know. But basically, he was having a bit of a mare under Conte, getting a couple of, you know, five, six, seven points every now and then. But now he's, he's hitting form, son. And the only negative... Is that I keep getting the Kane Sun captaincy round the wrong way. I had Kane last week. I think that's right. Yeah. I think I had Kane last week as captain and Sun outscored him. And no, sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's right. Yeah. And then the week before <laughs> yeah, that, weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then the week before that, I had Sun and Kane got, you know, free assists. But again, can't be too mad. So Sun 21 points. Lacazette just two points. Kane was my captain with uh, 10 points. He got 20, obviously. And then uh, the, I should be finishing on a high, like, you, you know, my captain, but I'm going to go on a different type of high. Ivan Tony, honestly, like this guy, I've just looked, I looked like who to bring in a couple of weeks ago and I saw he's playing Chelsea and I thought, well, I bring him in Ericsson in because it seems to be some kind of thing going on at Brentford. They, they, they you know, they've, They've been getting points. They've, they've been scoring goals. It felt like Ericsson might have been the missing link. And it feels like that might be the case. I'm not saying Ericsson's going to go on a, a spree of goals and assists or anything. But Tony, on the other hand, I mean, he got a hat-trick against Norwich, got two against Burnley, got an assist against Chelsea. And then this week against West Ham, he got a goal and assist. I mean, if you're not thinking of trying to get him into your team, then there's something wrong with you, really, because he's... Yes. There's not many strikers to pick from, as we were saying, and he's definitely <coughs> on form. Definitely. Um, and guess who they got playing next? Well, exactly. It's I mean, it's it's definitely it's it's guaranteed to get you know. Well, if we can get three against you know 
three against um, someone like Norwich, he's probably going to get 10 against someone like Watford because, you know, Watford are even worse defensively, I think, these days. So, yeah, definitely. Yep. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, don't you worry. Yeah. I'll get to that. We'll get to that. So my bench was Foster, just a one point. Ericsson with three points. Walker Peters, fortunately, didn't have to come on because Reese James did play because Walker Peters got a minus one. And Luca Dean, I mean, he's another one who's got, I've got to get rid of him, really. He's been a bit of a letdown recently. But yeah, you all in all. You get rid of that. We'll oh, all in all, 68 points. Very, very happy. It's great when things go your way, but... I think that the whole Kane Sun thing is just—it's just crazy. It is a bit like the the Mo Salah situation in a season where you just go, "It's got to finish soon." You know, you can't keep doing this. Ah, I think Conte, Gamble, I don't know what he's done. He's put something in their drink or something, and they just so, yeah. Tell you what, Kane's just playing ridiculously at the moment. And I mean, look, right, he hasn't scored in his last three games, right? So the most big time you'd be thinking. Oh, that's a problem because especially when Spurs have scored 12 goals in the last three games and he hasn't scored any of them in the league, right? But he has got seven assists in those those three games. You know, he got a hat trick of assists against West Ham, hat trick of assists against Villa. His little flick on header for Son. Um, oh, it's unbelievable. Now, you know, his awareness, he's just, his range of passing is ridiculous for a strike. I don't think I know, I don't think I've seen another, another striker um, in, in, you know, maybe Rooney was probably, you know, just as good of a passer. But, you know, with the sort of vision Kane's got on the ball, you know, yeah, he can finish and he does score goals. But, I mean, his, his passing is fucking ridiculous. His, his awareness is fantastic. When he drops deep, it, it works for Spurs because obviously they've got Sun running behind him, Kulisewski and whoever. And then if the wing-backs are doing it, so it works when Spurs play it that way, you know, and, and it's fine, you know. He will, he'll want to get goals, I'm sure, but same time he's he's played he's played a, a master class i mean how he didn't get any bonus points against villa is beyond me it's beyond a joke that is you know but it's because of the way the stats work i guess because you know he didn't get any but you know he got three assists you know he, he was he was you know son scott a hat trick yeah but i think kane was still the best player on the pitch for me do you, do you think though question here for you i've i've seen this on twitter quite a lot in the recent weeks maybe the recent months but do you think that because Harry Kane's English, he gets a lot more credit and that in the league, in general, if you're an English talent, you get taken to another level compared to non-English players? Do you Maybe think there's example. a bias in the Premier League? So Phil Foden, is Phil Foden better than Pedri, for instance? Pedri, who's not in the Premier League, he's playing in Barcelona. <laughs> I think they're different type of players. No, but you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, how many people get hyped? Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. What, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like Harry Kane, obviously fantastic and stuff. But after that game, the person who scored the three goals is Young Min's son. And no one's oh, yeah. saying, what a masterclass by son. <laughs> well, well, they, well, they are. They are. But I think at the same time is it's easy to, everyone, everyone's going to pick the person who generally scores the hat tricks. But you've got you to look at other, fa- other facts as well. I mean, Son does what he does brilliantly, and you know he's he's he's, a, he's massively underrated. Son, you know, there's no doubt about it. But then again, everyone's put, you know, he's you know, everyone still knows that you know you want you want to get Son in your team, and a lot of people do have him in there. They talk about him a lot, you know. So I don't I don't necessarily think he gets overlooked. But yeah, of course, English players get hype in this country. You know, they're always going there. But you go to Spain, 
the hype's about Pe- the hype is about Pedri in Spain. They won't be thinking about Foden and players like that, will they? They'll be thinking Pedri and, and whatnot. So I think you know it's, every country is probably guilty of it, not just the Premier. But League the the, o- the only difference is that when we get to major tournaments, their players still turn up and ours don't. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. We've been in semi final and final last two tournaments, so you know we. We're, you know, Italy aren't even making the next World Cup, so they don't even turn up in qualifying. Spain were, you know, they made it to the semis didn't they, in the last Euros. I think they'll do well, and you know they've got some talent. But I, you know, I think our players have been turning up. You know, I think you know it's all dependent on the team El Gareth chooses. We got a nice favourable draw in the World Cup, haven't we? So you know that that should mean that we get knocked out in the group stages. Um, we, we we tend to. You know, not do as well sometimes in, in, in lesser groups, but who knows? But now I, I think you know, yeah, there's there's always hype about English players, but you know, you look at Ford and everything he does on the ball is quality, you know. And that Pedro is the same at Barcelona, you know, absolute quality footballers, and you know, these are future future world beaters, and you know, hopefully, you know, Ford will do it a lot better than than Pedro will, which will be beneficial for England. Of course, of course. Well, uh, okay, so that answers that question. The English players are far better, far more superior than any other footballer <laughs> of a nationality think, around the world. I think, I think it's more the fact that the English Premier League's the better league, in my opinion. I yeah, and it, it, to be fair as well, actually, if you think it's back a tougher to tougher league as well. Yeah, you think back to when, like, you know, nineties and stuff, Italian football, and oh, people be talking good. about the players in the Italian league more than they will be talking about the English players or the English, yeah. the English league. Yeah, so. Okay, so yeah, but but yeah, so no, I mean, talking to players, though, Heath, we go on to our shit list next, don't we? Oh, I'm looking forward to this, right? So, you, you, you've got you to avoid saying a certain player on the shit list, all right? You cannot say a certain what for defender in your shit list, you've got to save that for me, okay? Okay, so, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the shit list, guys, is basically what it says it's the Michael Keane shit list, sponsored by Michael Keane because he has been on it more times than anybody else this season so far. He actually, well, he's, he's avoided it for me this weekend. He kept a clean sheet. But yeah, the shit list is basically me and he gets to choose five things, players, refs, bar, football clubs, anything to be fair, ourselves, and we can slag them off, basically. You know, I mean, we slag people off anyway, but this is a, a dedicated list for shitness from the weekend's fixtures or from anything that's happened in this last week or so. And... Um, like I said, it's sponsored by Michael Keane. So take it away, Heath. Who is on your shit list this week, buddy? Yep. So number one on my shit list this week is a certain broadband provider, um, <laughs> a certain media company that begins with the letter V. I don't have to spell it out for you. But Virgin. Virgin. Exactly. <laughs> I heard that a lot when I was younger. Um, <laughs> no, they, 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 um, they, they basically deprived our audience of of a podcast really so all i'm saying is that guys i know right now you're probably looking at me and going fpl southerner heath you've let the side down no 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 i'm blaming the broadband provider i'm saying not to blame here no um yeah really frustrating i could also put my solicitor on the shit list so yeah that's two people my solicitor (laughs) Again, I won't mention the sister's name because I don't want to get sued. Of all the people, you don't want to defamate uh, no, <laughs> no, no. on, on a podcast. <laughs> but basically, 
there are probably people listening right now who have been through house moves and all i'm going to say is yes it was as painful as it probably was for you with your solicitor when you moved <laughs> so yeah it was it was pretty frustrating but we're moved now we've we've got um well we haven't got broadband i am currently in a different location because i well we we couldn't put this off for another week because just again we didn't want to we think about you guys you know we want we want you guys to to hear us we want to help you guys we want to get you guys motivated for the next game week but anyway yeah so there's the, my first two members of my shit list the next one is the southampton defense which i think there's got to be i i capitulate don't they? i have not seen that kind of defending probably since southampton against leicester and we know that the score line for that just turn that six upside down yeah but no, they there were some very strange mistakes, which were obvious mistakes, like James Ward Prowse's header backwards, Salisu who who slipped over the ball and then claimed a foul, which was just hilarious. But then it wasn't just that, it was the amount of times that Chelsea just looked like I don't know, like they looked like world beaters. And I mean they they even allowed Werner to I think he hit the post and the crossbar and he scored and and it was, I mean, like they, they were obviously, I think they must have had Werner and Havertz and Mount in their fantasy teams or something because that yeah. Southampton defence were not interested whatsoever. The marking was dreadful. And let's be honest, when you see it, that Southampton, you go, how are they where they are in the league? But House and Hootle got get some playing in a certain way that I guess they're allowed to make mistakes. And I guess that there's this whole... Yeah, no gung ho think... nature of keep going even if you're losing or so, I don't know, but they don't yeah. shut up shop and accept a one nil defeat or two nil defeat, do they? Yeah, well, that, that's it, and I think you know it was one of those as well because it, it, you know I think Chelsea could have done done them nine, eight or nine nil if they'd have not taken the foot off the gas, but they obviously did. You know they were like, you know they were they were happy at six and just thought, yeah, this is yeah this is good, nice confidence booster for us. Now let's just take it easy. We've got big. Two big, you know, a few big games coming up. You know, semi-final of the FA Cup, Champions League, trying to come back into that. So they obviously took it easy, a bit easier towards the end. But yeah, the Southampton defending was uh, nothing short of atrocious. And I think, like everyone said, you know, Timo Werner has not been out of a bloody barn door this season. And um, you know, when he's scoring two against you, um, which I'm, I'm glad for the lad, to be fair, because you know, you know, I like Werner. I think you know his pace and he's. You know, I think he's he, he has got the ability and he hasn't uh, stopped going, has he? He hasn't given no, up on he, he hasn't, hasn't kind of let it get to him, has he? And he took his first one well, you know, rounded the keeper well and finished it. I mean he should have scored when he hit the post, but Havertz luckily the rebound just fell into his lap. And then he's then his second obviously was um was a was a rebound, which to be fair, and Golo Kanti should have given it him instead of trying to do some But did did you the one thing I was yeah. gonna say, mate, right? The way he took that goal. Reminded me back in the day, you know, when you're playing Pro Evo, I, yeah. I was going to say FIFA, but I don't really remember FIFA that much. But when you're playing Pro Evo and you've had millions of chances and, and nothing seems to be going in and you get a chance and you've got to just tap it in and you, you almost look like you're shitting yourself at the idea, the prospect yeah. that you might accidentally miss the tap in. <laughs> it was yeah. like as if he was like, really focused on just getting the middle of his foot on it you know and making sure it just i just yeah. felt for the guy because he's obviously had a hard time and yeah, yeah he he yeah like you say i'm glad i'm i'm pleased for him too he he's persevered he's carried on and he's uh and he's 
you know got some some rewards for once yeah. and so has have a recently actually i mean yeah i think his form's been incredible big key for them to be fair you know he's been showing them you know yeah you know, i think you know he's you know, he's probably you know he's definitely a player if you're not looking at him um in your in your fancy teams you know you should be because he's i know he didn't play up front this weekend but he's playing as their main man up up the middle isn't he he's Havertz he's a big lad he's good in the air he's got a great touch on him so and he's scoring goals isn't he so it's you know he's he's a midfielder who's playing as a striker which are then only like your your prime sort of look at aren't they for you know to get a bit differential so you know he's 7.9 million and he's um his form's pretty good to be fair i think you know he, he scored um five goals in his, in his last five games that's good good scoring form to be fair and you know chelsea have you know, they've got Arsenal, obviously, next, then West Ham, Everton, Wolves, Leeds, Man U, Leicester, Watford. So they've got games where you'd fancy them to get some goals, to be fair. Definitely, yeah. Well, I finished off my shit list with, yeah. well, it would have been one player, but I'm going to have to miss him off, obviously. But the next guy is, is Ronaldo and, and, yeah. and Man United, but Ronaldo specifically. Now, I personally think... It is is ridiculous what he did, you know, by hitting the kid's hand, hitting the phone out of his hand. I thought he just looked like a spoiled brat who just hadn't got his own way, and he he obviously lashed out. When you see an eleven-year-old do that, you you kind of you're annoyed at the idea that they've allowed their kind of emotions to build up enough that they've they've lashed out. Him doing that is just so unprofessional. And of all the people, you know, he gets frustrated. He's the kind of player who gets stick every single week. Why would he do it then and then, there and then? It's ridiculous. Although, and, and what annoys me the most about it is that you do that, and guess what happens? The, the, the news report is, instead of just, you know, Ronaldo hits kid's hand, you know, hit, hits kid's hand and phone breaks, blah, 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 whatever, offers him free trips to, you know, to Old Trafford. It then turns into, you know, young, brave child, you know, oh. bruised, autistic, oh. you know, mm. has has kind of like only just, I don't know, it's it's like these news... Like he's going to lose his hand. Like yeah, he's going to lose a limb, isn't he? Yeah. But the, the problem is that Ronaldo's done that to himself by putting himself in that situation and i guess that's just a lesson that everyone has to learn from that is that the the the, the, the stupidest thing in the moment in the heat of the moment all he had to do was walk down that tunnel and just i don't know punch the door or kick the door or something take the frustration yeah. out on himself or on some kind of inanimate objects or something like that you know the fact is that the moment you do it in front of the camera to you know member of the public yes. or whatever it's just just awful. Uh, even to be fair, even if he, you know, launched himself into a tackle, people would have understood because ultimately he's doing it against a, you know, other footballer. You know, not not some kid. But yeah, it was it was awful. And and Man United as well. I mean, I think they deserve a mention here as well. The idea that they can't. I, I mean, they had a couple of chances, but let's be honest, Everton have been in terrible form. Man United yeah. were the best team for them to probably play at the moment because they just don't look. Matic, you see him for the build-up for the goal. Yeah, he's just dreadful. Yeah, I think they're just. I mean, Matic now, his he's, he's, his best days are behind him, aren't they? You know, and I think you know it's not. It's the you know the the, the miss the miss the you know someone like um you know 
Right, Tominay probably is, you know, he's obviously better than that. But, you know, United, yeah, they, they, they lack leaders. They lack, um, you know, a real spine in the side. There's just not, it's not there, you know. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, what they won't give for like a Roy Keane character in that in that dressing room and, or in the team right now, you know, you know, you know, it takes, you know, someone like him were there, God, there'd be some people getting broken legs in training with, with, with what they're doing at the moment. They were, yeah, they, they didn't offer too much. I mean, yeah, Pickford obviously got, um, you know, he made a few good saves. He, you know, made a couple of good saves from Rashford, didn't he, in the first half. Um, but, you know, barring that, United, yeah, they, they, they weren't threatening much, really, were they? And, um, you know, Everton just, you know, out, outworked them, outfought them. And, um, you know, I think that were, you know, it was a massive three points for them, especially after the Burnley defeat um, the previous, you know, the, in the previous games. And, you know, well, they lost to Burnley and West Ham, didn't they, in that same game week. And I think, yeah, it was a huge win for them. Obviously, not great news for, for your, you guys. But, you know, Everton being at home in the next game as well, you know, they'll fancy getting some out of, out of Leicester at home and to get another a win there. And you, you pretty much thinking, well, you know, if Burnley don't win and Everton win the next game, you know, you know they're pretty much safe, aren't they? Then you'd think. But um, yeah, it was United are just shocking at the moment. They really are. They've just not got the there's, there's so much missing from them. You know, their transitional phase is 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 not good for them. I mean, what they've lost eight games now this season, um, drawn nine, won fourteen. I mean, you know, it's not it's not what you expect. You know, they're not going to they're not going to get top four like that. Put it that way, are they? So. No, that's that's right, mate. And uh, you know the the thing the thing is that it I I just always look at this and just think it's a real sta- sad state of affairs when you see a team the size of United. I mean, you've seen other teams over the years who have kind of looked like they've down tools, but this just seemed very rotten. And to be honest, uh, good luck to Ten Hag, I guess, when he comes in because he's got one hell of a job on him, really. Isn't he? Yeah, they are definitely as I mean. You know, they've got to give him the time. They can't, they, I think, you know, it's the problem with all, all this, the, the big owners. The culture is success immediately, immediate success. Well, success doesn't happen immediately. It takes a bit of time. Man City started spending money, but they didn't win anything for a few years at first. You know, Chelsea were the same. You know, the Bramwich Millions came in. They went through a few managers and then Mourinho took over. But United, no one's coming into a, a ready-made title winning side or ship it they need to give somebody time you know they were giving Solskjaer a bit of time but then obviously they ran out of patience there went down a different route you know if they give if they bring on someone like Ten Hag they can't just expect him to make them into a wonderful team all of a sudden you know look at Conte at Spurs you know you know it's going to take him time you know he look you know he's he's battling hard and getting them into a position where they've got the probably favorites for the top four now few weeks ago they weren't you know Arsenal were and then Arsenal had a little bit of a stutter in their form but it's still it's still going to be tight between them two but you know can Conte with another window behind him start getting him into more than just the top four challenging team that'll be remain to be seen I don't think he can because I think Liverpool and City are just so much better than everyone else in the league there's no magic wand that someone's just going to make it all better all of a sudden for Man United it's got to take time they've got to be patient I think the fans will be patient with someone if they're trying to do the right thing, but it's the owners that are, you know, you've got to, they're the ones who make these decisions at the end of the day, isn't it? So, yeah, be interesting to see what will happen in the summer yeah. for them. Big clear out. Big clear out. Big, so, definitely, yeah. mate. Definitely, mate. So, 
yeah that's my shit list obviously um yeah you you uh right. you crack let's, on let's, well let's go with your with your one which i'm sure you were going to put in there uh a certain Watford defender who had an absolute belter of a game at the weekend. It was a fantastic performance. He made me laugh. He made <laughs> me smile. And he made Leeds fans laugh and smile, I'm sure. I'm surprised that he didn't get bonus points for Leeds, really, to be fair. He could have even got assists. And that's Mr. Samir at the back. I hope that was the one you were thinking. because Yes. Yes, it he was indeed. Absolutely dreadful. I mean, it was um, was it the first goal where his header was or his little clearance just tapped past basically two yards. That was fantastic. Right. And then and then in the second half, oh brilliant. Uh, I can't remember who passed it like across to him with Kamara, maybe I think or someone. Um or KMB. It no, no, it was it was Kamara, that's right. Kamara tried to play a little inside pass. Yeah. And and then Samir just <laughs> he's 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 pre- he's predominantly left footed and he he's like a proper left footer where he can't use his right foot so his right foot got in his left foot's way. <laughs> just fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you look. I look at BBC for like um for the for the player ratings that they they put in there. I think you can vote you vote from or something. And I was surprised that Samir wasn't actually the lowest rated player. Um, Kembe was two point seven five on there. Josh King two point seven seven, Kuku at three point two one, then Samir at three point two four. Now three point two four, he's still shit out of ten, <laughs> obviously. But I'm surprised he wasn't the lowest, to be honest. There because it was two fantastic mistakes, which just just epitomised real, real quality. And you know that that's that's the sort of skill you don't get that skill in the Premier League. You get it in. You know, the, the standard I still play out on a Saturday, to be honest with you. So, yeah, well done, Samir. Well, I'll see you at Alandians next season, pal. You can come play for us. Yeah, so, I think yeah. I think it, I think it's very much the the story of our season, which is very much like, I don't it, think that we've been that much worse than teams we played against. But when it comes to those key moments, instead of taking chances, we've normally given chances away. And, and unfortunately, I think... Any Leeds fan who was at the game the other day will probably put their hands up and go, that was never a 3-0 victory. However, we handed to them on a platter by making those terrible mistakes. Although, you have to say something about Rafinha's knee slide. I mean, that is a shocker. That got a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, good strike, though, for him. Good strike from Jack Harrison as well. Yeah. You know, both well, well there. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, yeah, Watford did present them with chances there, there was a chance in the in the second half as well so watching like yeah. um the highlights back earlier just to to kind of remind myself of how poor it was and <laughs> but when when the, the the i think lorente had a chance and i was just watching it thinking oh my god like i don't even think anyone picked up on that but that was nearly a hat trick of mistakes because lorente loses samir <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in the no. penalty area, and yeah, just 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 a bad, bad, bad day for him. A few more weeks like that, Samir, you could be um, becoming joint sponsor of our shit list. So yeah, yeah. you keep it going. So. Michael Keane, Samir shit list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we've got um, Man United. I won't go into too much depth about Man United. We've already discussed them pretty much. Uh, but you know, Man United are on my shit list just because of just what they are right now. He's just shocking. Any Man United fans out there? <laughs> Enjoying it, I bet you are, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. 
you have plenty of years of success, so it's about time things come around. Do you know what? Do you know what, mate? Though it, it's actually gone beyond the point of being funny, though. It's actually got to the point where it's actually quite sad. And you you've seen a few of the bigger teams going through these moments and just thinking, God, how it's bad enough supporting a smaller club and it being shit. But how must it feel when you're used to success and seeing yeah. trophies year in year out? I just wonder what's happening to all those glory fans who start supporting United in the nineties. What are they doing now? You know, now they realise, holy shit! You know, we've 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 we took this on in the nineties, some in the maybe the early two thousands. Mate, they've been wearing light blue for a long time. Yeah, they, 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 they're gonna <laughs> they moved on the pretty sharpish. Yeah, they've gone to Man City. They've gone. Have they gone? Have they gone worse? Have they gone Liverpool? You know what? You know, they are they supporting Watford now? You know, at least Watford they get promoted every other season. You know. You know, <laughs> there you go. Get some success. Who knows? But then one of the games that I was I was watching the I was watching match of day and the the other night and there was there was a moment just in in match of day where in in the penalty area I don't know if you saw it but um lad lad who lad just went down injured Giannoulis from from Norwich he's got a little shove in the, in like in the side barely touched. He made an almighty squeal. It was a perfectic squeal. I mean, I mean, God, it's like someone had shot the fucker in the nuts or something because he just was like, ah! And I was just like, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing listening to that. You could even hear it on Match of the Day, the squeal. That's how bad it was. And the guy had barely touched him. And I just thought, man, you're going to my shit list for that because that's just pathetic, all right? You know, you don't need to be doing that. You know, he was just trying to get someone booked for some. You know, he was in his own penalty area, so it's not like he was going to get, you know, he was just being absolute, absolute shit shithousery. I don't like that in a footballer. I know everyone does it and that, but I just think it, I think it's poor. But the squeal just made it go on the shit list, to be fair. It was absolutely funny, to be fair. I pissed myself. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I rewound it about five times just to double check. I was, it was him doing it so that I didn't get it wrong and that. So, yeah, it's not that he'll be listening, but any Norwich fans out there, give him some shit for that next time, all right? You know, we don't... <laughs> Then we go on to Mr. Cornet on the shit list. What a miss. What a miss, son. Mm. Oh, you know, the other week we were saying, take a bow, son. This we this time we're saying, yeah, take a bow. Take a bow into the fucking sea sunshine and let the sharks eat you away. Because that was horrible. Not only do you cost my dream team points by doing that, but you cost your team. You know, Burnley, you know, that goes in, makes a huge difference. It's one all if that goes in, doesn't it? You know, and, um, you know, then you know Pookie goes and scores, doesn't he? Um, you know what about? You know, I know only four or five minutes to go, but if it's one all, Burnley are getting a point out of that game potentially. They might even go on and get the win, and the, then all of a sudden only a point behind Everton. So it's a huge miss for Burnley. So I'm putting him on the shit list, not just for him messing up my team, but also for missing that chance for his own team. You know, you you got to be on your teammate shit list for for that sort of miss, in my opinion. So so yeah, um. Well done, you're on there, Mr. Corney. So, so that and that that concludes my list. You know, it was um, you know, difficult. I I watching the Liverpool City game, thinking is some some fucker gonna get on this shit list from here. But you know, the t- two teams were brilliant. Maybe Mares, you know, missed a great chance towards the end. Sterling should have scored in the first half. I mean, he took his goal in the second half, well, which got disallowed. But um, but yeah, I think um, it was um, yeah, it was it was it was a good um. A great game of football, so no one got made the shit list from that from that fixture. Nice, nice work, mate. Yeah, I do think that. Uh, what I want to mention one other thing. Did you see the um, 
the West Ham game in in midweek where they were on the on the on the attack and you know kind of building up a bit of play and then from nowhere one of their fans <laughs> runs on the pitch. I mean, yeah. mate, read the room, read the room. You know, run on yeah. the pitch when it's down the other end. All right. God, how stupid! And he didn't even realise it, did he? He was so happy to be on the pitch. He didn't I mean, even realise yeah, yeah. what a muppet he was being. I think. I think people just. I think they're just amazed that they get on there now, aren't they? <laughs> normally, normally, normally get crowbarred in the in the in, straight in the in the in the noggin, you know, before they even get get onto the get on get onto the the side of the pitch, maybe. So I think it was just pure shock out of it. To be fair, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's, there's some good ones that's for sure yeah yeah nice all right well i think obviously we should probably move on to some positivity so let's move on to the mini league updates i believe there's been a lot of movement and there's been a lot of meh kind of going on in the league so state and before we go on actually just to let you know obviously this is a this is a league made up of you know, multiple teams, some of them are northern, some of them are southern, but majority of them are, uh, you know, just a normal standard team. And um, yeah, we've got around 31 different players in the league. And yeah, it's, 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 it's just full of, you know, some really, really good FPL managers, actually. So State, yeah, what's been going on, mate, in our, in our league? Well, because um, we've had a couple of weeks off, we I'll just quickly announce the March Manager of the Month in the North versus South League. It goes to FPL Lion, um, C. Toz, Connor Turbin, with uh, 292 points. Right, mate. Uh, well done, Connor. Um, you um, beat Mike Matthews, MM, who've got 253. And then, oh, this is terrible to bring it up, but Mazza's King Gary, 11. Ben Marion with 251 points, got the third spot. You know, big Ben, big gear Ben. Well done, pal. Yeah, good good work from your boys. <laughs> Betty Swallox came in fourth. John Rogerson with 250. And then fifth place with a southern team, Doff Venture South, Chris Harrigan. Harrigan. Chrissy boy, well done. You had a great great month of March, so well done. And that's with a purely southern-based side, so, you know, well done to that. So, so yeah, that was the, the manager of the month award there for March. So, well done to, to those. Um, I won't go down to the bottom of the table because I'm near it, so I won't, I won't, I won't rubbish <laughs> myself off. Um, but yeah, in terms of this week, so in terms of the game week itself, you know, some some decent scores out there. I mean, um, yeah, Chris, Chris, um, again, 83 points this game week, you know, so he's the the top top point scorer this game week with, um, with his Doff Venture South team. So he captained Kane like you as well, 20 points with him. He had Sun in his team, Mason Mount, he had Ben Davis, Rudiger, um, Zaha as well. So, you know, good, good, um, you know, the Mount Sun Kane, um, you know, trip, triple threat was the, the key for him. You know, them that between them, they got him 60 points, those three. So that's, you know, good going. I mean, if you'd have captained Mount or Sun instead of Kane, he'd have been, he'd have been close, close on that ton bar, to be fair. He'd been nearly hitting the, the, the 100 mark. So, yeah, he did, he did well, and he didn't make any transfers either. You know, it was a zero transfer week from him. So, yeah, good good week. Other top scorer, others, Connor Turbin with 78 points. You know, he, he, um, with, a, with, a, with a good game week. Again, um, Captain Kane, he's got Kulisevsky in there, Tony, um, you know, Trent, Cancelo, Rudiger, Havertz, Madison, Salah. Yeah, he's got a good side there, to be fair. 
fair play. Yeah, it's all right. Um, so, yeah, he, he did really well with 78. Sean Convey, 76. Bailey Mark, 74 points with the 11 Optimists. Good name, that, the 11 Optimists. I don't think we mentioned you before. So, yeah, some good some good scores there. A few of us in the 70s. Um, Big Ben again, 71 points. Denty with McGinn and Tonic, 72. Essex Tykes, Pavlos, 70 points with, for his southern team. So, well done, Pavlos. Again, captaining Kane over Sun. I think a lot of people must have done that, you know, captain Kane over Sun. So, yeah, there's some, some good point scores in there this week. Down at the bottom, El Badger Poopers. He doesn't let us down ever. 19 points. Captain's Lukaku still. Greenwood, he doesn't do anything, obviously, other than go to jail. So, <laughs> he's he's not making any headroads. He's, um, he's El Badger's. And Sam Diamond, you know, 26 points he got. Again, I don't think he's been touching his team either, so... So, yeah, so those two um, not doing too cracking. In terms of the overall, we've got still leading at the top, Kevin Bernard with 2,122 points with his team, Crucible FC. He's 61 points clear of second place, which is Conor Tobin with his FP line, 2061. And then John Rogerson, Betty Swallix FC. I know he's going to feel agreed because we let more people in, you know, partway through the season. He's in third place so on 2,041, so... You know, not doing badly there. And I think um, I'm down. I'm in 12th place. Heath, you're up to 14th. We're getting tight. And we're getting tight even in this league. Never mind. Just as head-to-head, pal. So it's, um, it's, all, it's all going. You, you, you're 31 points behind me overall. So it's... Um, nervous, it about, No, not yet. Not yet. I've, I, I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got form and I've got consistency in fucking these sort of things up. So it doesn't make me nervous anymore. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I just expect it to happen. So it's um it's it's happening. I've I've seen a like a hundred and twenty point, you know, lead disappear in terms of the overall scores. But I've never been, you know, massively in front in our head to head. So that's where the, the real drama is still to come though. But yeah, everyone as always, really thank everyone who's joined who joined our league and um obviously special thanks to the, the North and the South based teams. Well done, Chris as well for team of the week. You get fuck all from us for Team of the Week other than a mention. <laughs> that's, about, that's about it. I'll buy you a pint at Heath is Stag doing a, in a month's time, to be fair, as a, as a congratulations. There you go. That'll, that'll be about it. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, now that's the, that's the, the review from this week for, for, the, for the North and South League. Awesome, mate. That's awesome. That then leaves us on to our FPL podcast review, Heath. We decided to review a podcast called FPL bangers, which is um, two lads actually from uh, from um, Malaysia. Um, so we've, um, which is you know it's great. Obviously, the Premier League and FPL is a massive global game, and you know these guys have been doing podcasts and obviously putting a lot out there for for a while as well. To be fair, they've got a lot of followers. Yeah, we, um, me and Heath both gave your podcast a listen, guys. So hopefully you enjoy our, our little review. What what were your thoughts, Heathy? Yeah, I I I've. I'd be, if I'd be being totally honest with you, mate, I, I was a bit up and down with this podcast. Like they, they, there's two very chill guys who know so much about FPL that they put us to shame. They really do. They, they sound like they live and breathe the game, which is exactly the kind of people you want offering you a podcast week in, week out, really at the end of the day. Very articulate, very smart guys. They literally get straight to the point. There's no messing around. 
but from my perspective what they offer is not so much really what i 100 want but i think this is really good they do this because basically what they do is they back up any argument they've got with statistics they've got statistics coming out of their you know what's and i look at fpl very differently i try to stay away from too many statistics because for me i feel like that takes me down like a rabbit hole i don't want to go down i i play the game very differently i play the game with the whole kind of good on the eye you know do i get a good feel for them i want to watch the games i want to understand them from i don't want to read about players and what the statistics say i think realistically you can kind of get an idea after a while if a player like like i I, i've got to be honest rafinha when he first came on the scene i could see he was obviously a very good player he was involved with everything that these did he's a for me a no-brainer like you know i didn't think they were going to have such a bad season this year but if if I had have had an, a normal team, I would have picked him for most of the season because he's that kind of player. It's exciting to have and he's not too expensive. But they will be looking at him and taking him out of their team, saying that his stats just don't back up his, his you know, kind of value and, and, and a place in the team. But they're probably right, to be fair to them. I feel like their pros kind of become their cons as well, if that makes sense, because yeah. they, they talk so much that after a while, you gradually, you know, if you're not 100% focus on it you can switch off quite easily because they just they don't have any anything else to draw you in I mean for me personally again I like the idea of breaking up podcasts with different features and different sections and the idea of talking about this and talking about that but it just feels like the whole way through they're just literally just talking and trust me like if you're in a pub with them and they're talking they must they'll be very very interesting to listen to but for me I, I, I couldn't like yeah, I couldn't listen to that week in, week out, unfortunately. But I could see why people would, 100%. Like, they are very, very good. And they know exactly. It's, it's very professional, like, another level. Like, similar to the, the the first podcast, the Green Arrow we listened to, it was incredibly professional and well-run. And, yeah, I, I think, like, they, they, they like, I think you say, they've, they've been doing it for a long time, so they know what they're doing. What, what about you, mate? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, no, I see what you're saying, and yeah, these guys are knowledgeable and great stats, great data, um, used to the data that's out there for you, so you know, if that's how you, you play it. I mean, I'm like you, Eve, I don't play it that way, but I'll tell you what I really liked about them was because they avoided this sort of norm, and you know, you know I know we do this, and um, us, us, you know, they didn't just like do a mass review of their team and everything they did. Instead, they had just topics to discuss. So like in the recent game week, they talked about the Salah factor, right? You know, are you going to, you know, is now the time to, you know, drop salary and bring, you know, use the money elsewhere? You know, they, they talked about it. Talked, they backed, like you said, they backed it with the stats and said certain things. I mean, they both came out with the decision. No, they're not going to drop him. But they gave plenty of reason for people to actually think about, yeah, actually, I might drop him. So, you know, they, they did, you know, base their arguments, even though they, they weren't going to drop him. They still gave you information in favour of potentially dropping him and why you might want to drop him, what were the reasons behind it. And then, you know, they talked, they had they had other 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 sort of topics. They sort of asked people to sort of send in some questions and they and they sort of worked off that as a topic. And I tell you what, I, I sort of liked that because it was um it's sort of a different slightly different structure to to what you know to what we have. So that's what I found quite interesting about it. But tell they were they were they were mates as well, you know, they they, they obviously you know spoke you know they, they get along well they got you know good great footballing knowledge as well in general you know they talked about 
you know, sometimes, you know, the way teams play as well. Um, but, yeah, I just liked how they brought up sort of different things. The, the, it were really good because, actually, I was listening to what the, the recent one today, you know, amongst others that I've listened to. And, obviously, one of them had been talking big about Matt Doherty, and then he's kind of got injured this weekend. So, <laughs> I would imagine the next podcast, he's going to probably come on and he's going to be like, right, so, yeah, I was big enough Matt Doherty. He, he even talked about on the last part of the, the recent game week, about a, a differential captain pick, you know, they talked about KDB, Kane, or someone was it, and then they, they put Doherty as a as a potential, so, and talked a little bit about the Doherty captain maybe as a as a differential, put it this way, that's not going to happen now, so I'm sure they'll be sort of cursing that. But then they, they also, the other interesting topic they brought up on this one, which again, I liked why they do it, was because of the, was the whole striker pick thing, you know, as you'll probably know in fantasy football, there isn't really many strikers to, to pick who are going to score you massive, massive points, right? You know, Harry Kane's the obvious one, and everyone's probably, if they can have Harry Kane, they're going to have him in the team, you know, you know, because, but then, are you going to waste your money then having any other strikers, you know? You know Antonio, 7.5 million, is not doing out at the moment. Ronaldo, 12.2, doesn't do enough. You know, walking 7.4. Dennis, 5.9. He's got 117 points, but he hasn't probably scored any points for the last eight weeks, you know, so you're not going to waste even waste your money with him. You've got all these strikers up between six and eight million, and are you really going to waste your money on that when you could put that million to better use? You could get a Trent in, a Cancelo in, or both. And, you know, they talked about that, you know, so I just liked how they sort of had just set topics and sort of gave plenty of views about it and, you know, what they were thinking of doing. But, yeah, they backed everything up with stats, which was obviously, you know, for people who love the stats out there and the data, you know, the, these guys, you know, they had it all on that on that front. And I, and I did like how they just, you know, they just had different topics which they focused on for, the, for this particular, po- for, for the, the most recent podcast. And they've done it for others as well. You know, instead of doing that sort of standard game review and just talking all about their teams, they were talking about what they're thinking of doing, but without sort of going through every single sort of player and then and picking it apart from their teams they, they, they gave options they gave you options to the viewers as well so if you love your stats this is a great podcast for oh, you 100 percent, mate 100 yeah. percent. like i mean the, the the one thing i i was listening to so i think i was listening to one about a couple of weeks ago or something and they were talking about chelsea and mm-hmm. i have to be honest like because obviously when we when we go to review these podcast we don't just listen to one we listen to you know yeah. as many as we can in that that time we've got so I think I listened to one a few weeks back and they were talking about Chelsea like midfielders and attackers and I was listening to it the other day after what had happened and I was just thinking these guys are making me feel so much better because for me I was thinking I've got a southern team here and I don't have Havertz, Werner, Mount, I don't have any of these players who are scoring big Pulisic or whatever against Southampton. I'm thinking, am I an idiot? And they were basically saying exactly what I was thinking, but I'd forgotten that I thought I was thinking it is that they, they, they share the points out a bit like Man City. And realistically, it's very hard to just jump on one player. Now, obviously, it's looking a bit like maybe you could go Havers, but at the end of the day, when they're in the Champions League and the FA Cup, you never know. But yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were very good. Yeah, and they, they kept on talking about Reese James as well. And it kept on reminding me of why I brought him in as well. Because again, yeah. 
he's had a stink FPL wise, he's had an absolute stinker recently. But hasn't started, has he? Hasn't started any yeah. games in the last four, sort of thing. You know, his last start was the Burnley game, and then he took he got a knock in that game, didn't he? And didn't start the next two, and then he's has he come off the bench in the last two? You know, I mean, the so. biggest crime, the biggest crime you could probably commit in FPL, apart from getting sent off in a double game week in the first game, Dennis style, is basically coming on after. 31 minutes as a defender because you're not going to get that clean sheet. Yeah. I mean, unless, yeah. I don't know, do they count injury time? Maybe he had a lot um, of injury time. No. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think they do, to be fair. But, but no. uh, yeah. What did, you, um, what did you think to the, um, the, the music? It didn't have any kind of bearing on what the podcast was like. Do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, it's, 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 it's really cool kind of like music coming in and you're thinking, okay, okay, where are we going with this? And the next minute, it's just two guys... I think Chilled. it's hard. It's hard to choose. Um, it's hard to choose music, but yeah, I suppose rock and roll music, and then they, they were so laid back and chill. I know just, it needed not, like some kind of yeah. like I don't know acoustic guitar or something. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, don't, don't get us wrong. We're not saying that our music's you know perfect or anything for us. But, yeah, you know, it is. But you know, I think yeah. This, this, no, but the, the thing is that when we when we review other podcasts, it's nothing to do with us. This is just our, yeah. our points of view. So, if yeah. anyone ever takes anything personally, we really hope that's not the case because realistically, yeah. we're just end of the day, we're just a consumer. We're the customer giving you some yeah. feedback, constructive hopefully. But the fact is yeah. that from our perspective, like like what I'm trying to say about this here is the FPL bangers is an incredible piece of work. It's just. For the way I play the game, that's not the kind of podcast I will probably listen to. And it's nothing against this podcast. It's just the way I see FPL. And the other thing I would say is that it's probably a little bit heavy towards the bigger teams, bigger players, which, again, is, is, the, is most likely going to be the players that people are picking. But for me, I like that the reason why we came up with this podcast was to, to get a broader view of every team so that, you know, you can see a cheeky differential here and there whereas i think that they have and focus a little bit on your liverpools your cities your chelsea's arsenal spurs united more than most which is what most people do to be fair to them you know that's what people do in in the media but yeah no i i think i think it's i think it's really well put together and very very professional and i think that people who enjoy fpl will really enjoy it Especially yeah. they like their stats to back things up because they these guys clear a lot of issues up very eloquently. And and the other thing I was going to say is that have you noticed that when they're talking, there's not a lot of ums and ahs. It just comes natural, it comes off the tongue and that you know. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, that's um, yeah, very impressive on that point. So so you know, so what would you rate the podcast out of ten then, Heath? So as a podcast, I would say you would I would have to put it at eight. As something I would like, I'd probably put it as six. So I'm going to put it as a seven. Would you recommend it? To FPL players who like to dive deep into FPL, yes, 100%. Anyone else, I think they might struggle a little bit. Yeah. And would you listen to it again? Probably not, no. How about yourself, mate? Same three questions to you. Yeah, same three questions. I mean, yeah, I think I'm I'm sort of, I'm, I'm inclined to it agree with you in terms of you know the rating to be honest with you I'd probably go slightly i probably go 7.5 out of 10 i would i deal in the 0.5s i do you know would i recommend it definitely i think i think it was an easy listen as well to be fair in, in terms of you know for me i mean i don't listen 
to as many podcasts as you do probably it's short it's you know it's about, about 40 minutes long and um, so it's it is an easy listen to be honest with you for me i thought it you know went went through pretty quickly i don't think i'd listen to it every week i'd probably dip in and out a bit personally um is when, when it comes to you know what i listen to again i definitely will listen to it again but i think it'd, it'd be one way i'd sort of you know do it one week miss another do the next one you know if i'm sort of torn about a few things and a few decisions to make I'd, you know it's good probably to give them a listen to to sort of see right what what they're saying what's the what's the data and the stats saying because i I, don't, I, I can't be asked myself to look into the data and the stats like that, if truth be told. Um, you know, it's not how I play the FPL. Um, so if someone's doing it for me, brilliant. So that's where, I, you know, I think I'd find that, you know, useful and an advantage on my case and, and point of view. So, yeah. What I love is that every time we listen to a podcast, you hear something completely different. Honestly, some of these other guys, they, they just take it to another level. And it's just unbelievably impressive. But we move on. We move on to this this coming game week, game week 33. Every game week now for us, both State and I are going to be integral at the moment. It's 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 going to be a nervous couple of game weeks coming up because there's a, there's a lot on. There's a lot on, and and any mistake, you could find yourself six points away with not many game weeks to go. Yeah, yeah. Big. So just big. Yeah, they're all six pointers now. They're all six pointers. These head-to-head games. What have you got to uh, offer us this week? What are you thinking? Well, I've got two free transfers. So I'm pretty sure I'll be using both of those. I've I've looked at a few things where I may even use a third one and take a minus four hit potentially, but there's, there's good reason behind it. So because City and Liverpool have played each other, title race is on. These teams are gonna be playing their sides. Yes, they've got European competition and stuff still, but I'm I'm going with getting three of each, three Liverpool players and three City players in my side for the rest of the season. And I'm going with the three that uh, I think are like the, barring injury, are the three least likely to be replaced. And, you know, that's the key. So anyway, I'm definitely going to get rid of Sar in goal and bring Edison in because I've got the money to do it as well because I've got plenty of money in the bank. So Edison's going to definitely come in. That's going to be one of my transfers. And then also going to be looking at getting rid of Calvert-Lewin so Calvert-Lewin's going to go um, Calvert-Lewin's probably going to go for somebody cheap and useless you know when I say useless I mean some FPL useless so you know someone maybe like Gelhart from Leeds who you know comes off the bench might get a cheeky goal here and there from but isn't going to play too often and I'm going to probably do that for, for the next few weeks and then then it frees up some more money. I could then hold on and then do another free transfer. Or I could get rid of Kilman and I could bring some like Trent back in. And then I've got Trent, Van Dyke, Constello, Edison is like a back four, well, keep them back three. Then Anthony Gordon, Salah, De Bruyne, Madison and Corney in the midfield. Madison and Corney were dual game weeks. Uh, obviously, they're going to stay for now. And then up front, it'll be St. Maximum and Pookie. Newcastle also have a double game week. So that's my thought process. That's what, one of the, the permutations. The other one is not to bring Trent in yet. Don't take a four-point hit and keep Kilman in. But Wolves don't have a game, you see. So it sort of defeats the object. I'm playing with 10 men. Whereas with Trent and at home at United, I think I get that four points back from that game. Because 
A, Liverpool, I think, might keep a clean sheet. B, Trent probably get some, some extra points as well. Might get an assist or something or a couple of assists. So I'm, I'm, I think I might go for that this week. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Sounds good. I, I, I think like um, you, you got a fair bit to, to, to think about there. And like, I mean, realistically, I feel like a hand, both our hands are tied by some teams not playing this week and some having doubles. So it just kind of means that you've got to kind of jump on some of these doubles as, as soon as yeah. possible. I, I totally agree with you about the Man City situation now. I mean. Fact is, especially I think, defensively, I think that they yeah. they just know how to get clean sheets when they need to, don't they? Yeah, I think you know Edison's going to play every game. You yeah, know, he definitely. He ain't getting dropped. Cancelo, he plays every game. You know, he ain't getting dropped. De Bruyne now they're not dropping De Bruyne. He's their main man. Okay, they dropped him against Norwich, but they're not dropping him now. He's their he's their form guy. He's the one who's making them tick. You know the. The only game they may drop him for resting for might be the Watford game potentially. Oh, fingers know. crossed. But yeah, but you know, just bringing Foden and Grealish to destroy <laughs> you and, or Mares, you know. So, but I think just we and they are City are going to get a double game week as well. I think mean, I don't know if it's going to be thirty six or thirty seven because they've still got the Wolves game to be scheduled in. So City will get a double game week in before the end of the season. So, and with their fixtures, they've got Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Villa and Wolves left to play. You know, that's a nice run in for them. Games which you can see them winning all of them. Um, that's why, you know, they thought, you know, Liverpool really needed to try and push a bit harder to get that win. But, um, you know, whereas Liverpool, they're not going to have a double game. They've got a double game week in game week 36 themselves anyway. They've got a bit of a tougher running. They've got Man U, Everton, Newcastle, Spurs, Villa, Southampton and Wolves left. Obviously, the Spurs game, the United game, not really tough as tough anymore, but they've still got Derby match with Everton and Spurs are in good form. So, you know, I think, you know, they've got a slightly tougher running personally, but again, they've got a double game week in there. So, you know, having Van Dyke and Trent and Salah, you know, those three are starting, you know, generally. It's, you know, they're not going to swap it around much at the moment. No, I agree, mate. Basically, my team's made for me at the moment due to injuries and Villa not playing. So, uh, Martinez can't play, Coutinho can't play, Din's injured anyway, Doherty's injured. So, basically, the, the four players on my bench are, are players who aren't playing or can't play because of injury. So, Rudiger, so Foster in goal, Rudiger James, Walker Peters has got two games. I mean, before that Chelsea game, I probably would have been quite excited about having a Southampton player. <laughs> Now I'm looking at it thinking Arsenal at home, Burnley away. I mean, hopefully they've uh, learned their lesson. So I've got Ericsson uh, away at Watford, unfortunately. It's one of those moments where, uh, you know, it's sad to say it, but I see that Watford are losing. I probably will be keeping my fingers crossed that Tony or Ericsson have got some kind of part to play in it. Terrible to say that out loud, but it is what it is. Uh, Saka, uh, he's going to be in there. He's got a double game week. Southampton away, Chelsea away. Sun, it's got Brian at home. Bowen has got Burnley at home. Then I've got Tony, like I say, Lacazette and Harry Kane. At the moment, my captain is going to be on Harry Kane. But it's it's so tempting when you've got a double game week, you know, to go for Saka or Lacazette because they've got a double game week. But I think I'm going to hold out and just go, you know what, Spurs at the moment, they just seem to be scoring goals for fun. The yeah. one decision that I make is it Sun or Kane. I'll just have to make it up when I get closer to yeah. it. But the one thing I might do is I might 
I might take out either Luca Din or, or Doherty, probably more Doherty because he, he looks like he's out for the season and bring in like someone like White or someone like that who's got a double game week. Maybe I can't really bring in another Southampton defender. That'd be terrible, but especially after what I just said. So just, just to kind of get rid of that Spurs player so I can maybe bring in Kulazeski again if they have a stormer against Brighton. You never know with Spurs. They might just lose at home to Brighton 1-0 and then we'll be going, what was all the fuss yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. But um, no, my team's pretty much made for me. I'm pretty happy, actually. I, I look at that team. I think that's pretty strong for a, a Southern-only team, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think so. I mean, I, I, I didn't mention about my captain. I'm, I'm, I'm undecided. I mean, Madison's the clear and obvious one in terms of the double game week players. But, you know, then I'm thinking, do, do I do I bank? Looking at De Bruyne, Salah always does well against Man United. Liverpool do well against Man United, so you know that's obvious. Salah's not been in as good form in terms of goal scoring in the last few weeks, but we know that's he's only a a game away from getting the two or three again. So yeah, I've I've, I've got to make decisions on my captain as well still. But now nah, you've got a good side there, mate. It's not going to be good enough this game week. I don't. No, probably not, mate. Probably not. But unless oh, unless Spurs <laughs> do what's. Unless Spurs do what Spurs do at the moment, you know, if they if they put you know several past Brighton, and um, and yeah, just I think you should be more worried about what Brentford are going to do to Watford, mate. You know, <laughs> given what <laughs> yeah. happened the other day, yeah. uh, maybe I should make Tony captain. But yeah, yeah, maybe. famous last words. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's our game week review. But that we have to get to this quiz. We have yes. the best. Yeah. The it was quoted as the best British film since Bridget Jones. It's packed with laughs from end to end. A winner. Mike Bassett, England manager. That's our quiz today. In 2001, from nowhere, Stay and I were basically handed this beautiful piece of art in the, uh, the film that is uh, Mike Bassett, England manager, which is basically a spoof of a documentary about Graham Taylor, the late, great Graham Taylor. And unfortunately, that was obviously the, the, his downfall when he was as England manager, he decided to accept some independent company to to basically make a documentary while England were in the pro. Well, basically about to get knocked out of the. Well, I think he was just the idea. Actually, was at the time yeah. he was just going to yeah. allow them to just follow him while they go for the qualifiers with the optimism that they were going to win the the qualifiers no problem, get to the World Cup, and it just didn't happen, unfortunately, for Graham no, Taylor. It didn't. Did you go to the cinema to see this film? I did. I, did. I, I can't remember, mate. I, I got to be honest with you. It's such a long time ago. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I probably would have remembered it. I mean, if I had it done, but it was an absolute barnstormer, wasn't it? And I mean, it's it's one of those films. I feel like for me, I feel like that when you get a, an English film that mm. a lot of people haven't watched outside of England, if that makes sense, it gets yeah. this cult kind of following that anyone in England's probably watched it, you know, especially football fans or independent film fans or whatever, but there's other films like the hooligan films and stuff like that, that they, they just get quoted because they're just ridiculous and the dialogue's yeah. terrible. And But this one's different. This one's different. It's got, it's got good heart. And uh, I'm, we're not reviewing it, by the way, and just, just, <laughs> just talking about <laughs> yeah. it. But I love it. It's it's easily one of the best films out there. For there's not many good football films out there, to be fair. And this one has to be, without a doubt, head and shoulders above anything that comes close. I think Dream Team was close for for 
football uh, entertainment at the TV show back in the day. But again, it kind of went over the top and, and it lost, yeah. its, uh, lost its way. But basically, I, I'm going to give you some questions. I'm not going to give you options because you watched it. I was going to give you options, but I'm not. I've also made some questions more difficult where I was going to give you points for a certain amount of answers. I'm now going to expect you to answer with the full amount of answers. We'll, we'll, it'll okay. become clear when we start doing the quiz. But we have got 12 questions. And I'm going to say that if you can get above... Oh, I'm normally quite... I think you've got to get eight. I think you've got to get eight, right? If you right. get eight, you can give me a fine. If you can't get eight, so if you get seven or less, I'll give you a fine. Okay. Do you agree to that? Yeah, I'm fine. I agree. I'm all right with you. okay so the first question of the mike bassett england manager quiz is what cup does mike bassett win for norwich city i made a note of this when i watched it so i'm like yeah mr the mr clutch cup one nil one nil you bastard <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i remembered that anyway because yeah when, the mr clutch cup what a name okay who who does Mike Bassett replace in the England job? Oh, oh man, it's um, right. I know the last name, first name that I can't remember. On screen. The last name's Co. Something Co. He suffered a heart attack. Peter or Phil? I'm gonna go for Peter. Peter Co. May have. It's, it's Phil Cope. You were very oh. close. You were very close. And the headline in the paper after he has his heart attack is. Oh, it's um. It's not that. It's not a question, by the way. I just kind of like. Is it something to do with um? Yeah. It know. says it's can't like, cope. Can't cope. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Question three. Name. Mike Bassett's assistant manager and car salesman. Oh, that's um, it's um, Lonnie Urquhart. Lonnie Urquhart. Yeah, well yeah. done, mate. Well done. Loves trying to sell a Hyundai to all the players in the um, in the car park. That was one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> They're all driving in the Ferraris and whatnot, and he's trying to talk to them about Hyundai. I don't think that colours for you, son. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried a Hyundai? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, next question. Which three fixtures do England need to play in their World Cup qualifiers while Mike Bassett's in charge? So they play Poland in the first game, which they lose. Um, then they play Belgium away. Um Belgium away one, I'm not going to forget that because of who he picks in the squad for that for that fixture, um, <laughs> which is just brilliant. And then in Slovenia, Slovenia. Yeah, correct, mate. Correct. I think I've I've again given. You've done your research. To be fair, you've done your research because these aren't easy. This next one is probably going to be quite an easy one. Who scores for England in Bassett's first game? All right, Tonka Tonkinson. Kevin Tonkinson, good work. Okay, now during the Slovenia game, Gary Wackett gets sent off. How does he get sent off? <laughs> um, <laughs> so well, he starts by like 
absolutely taking somebody out. And then, because the guy's on the floor, he starts just beating the shit out of him. And then Bassett even says, that's never a red card. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he, and then he gets up, referee gives him the red card and he looks shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Yeah. What, what have I done? What have I done? What, what? Oh, come on. I've just beaten the shit out of him. There's something wrong with that. Okay. Who beats Turkey to help England qualify for the World Cup? Luxembourg. Nice. All right. When, all right. So England go to the World Cup. It goes to the World Cup in Brazil because of good old Luxembourg. And then they get there and they see the Scots and the Irish. And they have a bit of banter. But which team beat Scotland to knock them out of the World Cup? Um, ooh. Oh. Oh, I remember the clip as well because it's like it's Gabby, Gabby Yorff like took this saying, and can Scotland do it again? Yes, losing the first round, yes, they can, or something like that. And she's just like laughing at it. Oh, I want to say, I want to say Iran. You going with Iran? Yeah, but I think it's Egypt now, but yeah, I'll go with Iran. It mate is is so much funnier. Ethiopia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it was neither of us too. God. Yeah. Is it, now now you said that. Yeah, I can picture Ethiopia. Yeah. And and so. just I mean obviously there's no points in this, but how do they score their goal? Do you remember? Isn't it a, is it an OG or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's like, in. Cross it's got in a player puts it into his own net. Yeah, yeah side stuff. Like that. Good finish. Yeah. yeah. Lovely stuff. Okay, so it's the group stages. And they're on their way out. They've got to play Argentina. And if they, they have to get something out of Argentina. Now, there's a goal that's scored by Kevin Tonkinson. Well, after he scores the goal, how does he celebrate? Well, he starts by taking off his shirt. Then he drops his shorts down. And then he's got like a cup thing. And then he pulls that down. And then he starts about naked, runs. Dives on the floor, it makes a noise like, oh, like with balls. And then all the players jump on top of him. And he's like, oh, this is the bad idea. You, you just know he's thinking, this is the worst idea ever. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets stabbed. I, I, I would have taken just gets naked. But obviously, I'm glad that you you kind of uh, divulged a little bit more into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah it was just I mean, Charlie had been sent off for a celebration like that in today's modern game. Definitely. Okay. The next, the next question is, in that Argentina game, and this is a very difficult question, but he does the Maradona-esque kind of run. He gets the mm. ball, and he gets, takes on. Can you name one of the Argentinian defenders he runs past? No, I cannot. <laughs> I'll, go with, um, I'll go with Mendoza. I uh, know. It was uh, the only one I can really remember is Bastardo. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I didn't pay any attention to the, the Argentinian name. I never can actually either. So, yeah. Next question, you, you got to give both answers to get the one point, right? So, how far did England get in the World Cup and who do they eventually lose to? So they get to the semis and they lose to Brazil. That is correct. Who go on to win the trophy? That's correct. 
I'm in fine territory already, so it doesn't yeah. really matter about this last one. But this last one, okay. How many ex-football players have a line in the film and name them? How many ex-footballers? So, Barry Benison. He, he has one. Yeah. Pelé. Yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo's there. you there. go, mate. Yeah. There you go. So you've won it in style. You got nine out of 11, right? Uh, nine out of 12. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Nine out of 12. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, he's asked if, what, what they think about England's... Uh, oh, my bastard, doesn't he? He just goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think translates to who. But yeah. That's the quiz, mate. I mean, to be honest, like I say, it, it's a bit kind of convoluted because of initially like i say i thought you weren't going to watch you weren't going to have a chance to watch it so i didn't want to make it too difficult and then when i found out you watched it i had to change it about a bit hence el bastardo <laughs> coming <laughs> what, into it what you need to um what you should be doing right now is three three cheers for ramirez but three cheers for state instead hip, hip. Hip, hip. <laughs> hip, hip. <laughs> shut, shut up we're bloody England, does not Mexico. I love it. I love it. And all right, okay. So, I mean, realistically, I am now going to get a fine. I feel like it's been a while since one of us has been fined. It's been a while since you've got fucking fined. I tell you that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. feel free. Give me a fine. Uh, it's well deserved. You worked hard for that. You, like I say, you did your work research. To be fair. Oh well, fine for you. Fine for you. Well, I'll tell you what, since you were considering not giving a captain to one of your double game week players, I'll say that you cannot captain, right, you, 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 I'd say you cannot captain someone from Spurs this weekend. That is harsh. It is harsh, you're right. I'll take that back, all right? right. <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh because you, you use that against me if I beat you by three points. Nah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Hey, so there you go. Use one of your double game week players. That's what you've got to do there, really. Okay. It's going to be Walker Peters. <laughs> <laughs> it was all going swimmingly until then. Um, <laughs> now it's got, we've, we've got a bit of a bitter taste in our mouths over here down <laughs> south. But, you know, um, joke aside, no, it's, it, it's been brilliant to be back. I've got to be honest, I've really missed this. I think sometimes you can, you can kind of, um, you can forget the, the the best things in life, and this podcast easily one of the best things in in life at the moment for for well for hopefully for everyone, but for, certainly for us. But yeah, I just I just wanted to kind of let you guys know that we're always here, you know, all ears for you guys. So great news! I'm sure you've all been sitting there desperately trying to get in contact with the North versus South Twitter page. You know, you've been going, why is it suspended? You know, what the fuck have these guys done? Well, it's back on track and we'll be releasing our podcast through that going forward. Like we were before. I think we'd have to take it easy with the adding FPL accounts because um, yeah, just, just doesn't fly, I guess with Twitter. So just to remind you the Twitter handle. So the North versus South one is at FPL NVS. Then states is at FPL underscore Northerner and mine is at FPL Southerner, no underscore. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back on track again. This, like I say, the international break and the, the week off that we had last week is just a 
obviously kind of like a one-off thing really we'll be back in track and doing our weekly stuff every week for you guys anything you want to add stay at all before we go no just yeah thanks everyone for obviously listening and um you know hopefully fingers crossed you you enjoy the podcast enjoy the quiz do take the quiz you know do um where can they watch my oh actually this is a thing we need to tell them before they do the quiz <laughs> no where can no, they watch probably. my bassett england manager what, what what streaming services do you use uh youtube youtube's um it's it's on there for free you can get it on the um on the links where it's it's like split into like eight parts of like eight that eight is parts. the proper um, northern way to watch a film isn't yeah. it <laughs> so but, but but they all just lead on to the next one so you're not you, you've not got like you know i think i think i only had like two adverts three 30, 20 second adverts in it also yeah so you don't need you don't even have to pay for it so there you go even better yeah awesome mate awesome well i'm glad we plugged that and and also guys don't forget if you if you get a chance listen to fpl bangers that's definitely worth a listen to i i also think like realistically we have to plug big at the back as well yeah those guys doing a fantastic job I, ever since we reviewed them we've been listening to their but well, I, I certainly i don't know if you've been listening yeah. to their podcast but i've been listening it's been really really good they, they those guys have, have been doing a really really good job and we, they're going we might even we might even do a collaboration end of season review yeah. right potentially yeah. potentially it's, it's very much on the cards yeah so we'll see how that goes but yeah guys give uh big at the back a listen to if you haven't already and fpl bangers thank you again and yeah good luck in your game week we will see you next week we will indeed all the best guys 